So we got Bob Myers on the phone line. And Bob, we're actually in the same building, but I needed you on the phone. <laughs> That's a, yeah. hey, you, it's like the Marines, baby. You adapt, improvise, overcome. That's how we get this stuff done. But I appreciate you taking the time. No, Bob, thanks for having me on. It's actually easier when I'm further away from you. You know, so it works out. Come on now. <laughs> hey, tell tell me, you know, and fans have been calling in and you know, and emailing and texting over the last you know couple days after the draft. Admit the Warriors got lucky. In that yeah. you did all that you did all the research, you had you identified talent. You know that's all skill on that. But if I would ask you to replay this draft in eighty million scenarios, you're not having Barnes, Azili, and Draymond Green all drop to you in slots where you already had picks. That that was not going to happen. No, and I would tell the people that are saying that that they're absolutely right. We got lucky, but you know what? Fine. You need to get lucky in sports because um, there's going to be days where you're unlucky. So when you get lucky, you got to be right. And um, we were lucky that those players were there, and we were smart enough not to do anything crazy and just take them and be glad that they were there. But um, as you know well, Bob, you've been around sports a, lo- a long time. There's going to be a day where you do everything right and you get a bad break. Um, and hopefully there's going to be days where you do everything right and things work out in your favor. And, and draft day happened to be a day where – the uh, stars were aligned, and I think um, hopefully we'll take advantage of it. All right, so let, let's play a little inside basketball here and, and assess this roster together. If you look at the bigs, and you've got Bogut, you got Festus Azili, you have David Lee, you have Jeremy Tyler, you have Andres Piedrinch, I'm looking at this saying I'd feel better if I still had a backup four. You know, a J.J. Hickson, Jordan Hill, type of guy if Kurt Thomas was five years younger you know just just one more four you got fives I mean you got Beatrice, Azili and Bogut Jeremy Tyler is a four five still you know young guy working but I'd feel better if I had a vet four is that is that a fair assessment or not yeah sure that's fair I think we're optimistic uh, with our talent and our youth but we're inexperienced Bob that's where we're gonna uh, come up against it and it's not a bad thing to be I guess Inexperienced with no talent is the worst thing you can be. But I think right, we, have, right. we have the talent, and I think our future is bright. But there's going to be a game where we go up against some of these more veteran teams in the West, where just by lack of experience we're going to lose the game, and that's going to be hard pill to swallow. And that's something we're going to try to avoid and address the roster with some veterans for two reasons: one, to help us in the games, actual win-loss column, and then two, in the locker room. It's very important when you draft young players and have as many young players on your roster as we do that there's veteran leaders to help show them the path, to show them how to be professionals, how to show up early, stay late, eat right, take care of yourself, approach the game mentally in the right way, and to have guys like that. I remember when um, Jameson, who I represented, was here. Mm-hmm. I think Terry Cummings was here. Right, uh, which that's right. takes you way back. but. I often would ask him, how's it going? And he, and he would reference Terry Cummings as, as a kind of a mentor-type guy. And if we were to add a player, we hopefully would add a guy that has uh, that type of experience, that type of character to kind of be a model for the younger players. Now, small forwards, you know, you have Harrison Barnes, you, you have Richard Jefferson, you have Darrell Wright. Uh, you, you've stated you'd like to re-sign Brandon Rush. You still have Dominic McGuire um, as a free agent. I think small forward, you're, you're pretty flush at, at, at the three spot. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think the three spot with, with the addition of Barnes and the current roster, I think we're, um, we're set there as far as players. And I think we need to look at other areas 
and focus more on them. It's nice to have depth at a position. We feel like we have depth. There'll be good competition at that position. But I think overall, as you well know, you saw every game, uh, it's so disappointing to get out-rebounded and lose night in, night out right. by being out-rebounded because it's just an effort thing. And I think for fans, for myself, I, I just that bothers you so much to, to give up second-chance points. So if we can find someone to help shore us up defensively, if you had to analyze our strengths, we can score the ball, we can shoot the ball, um, we need to score better in the paint. We need more score better from the line, free throw line. And then obviously defensively, um, points in the paint given up were very bad. Rebounding were, were bad offensively, defensively. So those areas, I think, are the ones we really need to address, and hopefully we can this offseason. We're talking to Bob Myers, the GM of the Warriors. It, he basically is like taking one breath because with July 1 starting a free agency and everything bopping around here, uh, the mid-level exception – that that can be up to five million a year, and then the the biannual exception can be two million a year. Are those the two kind of poker chips you have in terms of calling guys and and trying to sign people? Yeah, those are it. That's what we have at our disposal. And um, one thing you have to be careful of, as you know, is is not spending to spend. So if there's a real difference maker we see out there, we would spend up to our mid level. Um, but if we don't see a player out there that we feel like can really add punch to our roster in one of the areas where we're weak. We probably won't just go out there and use it because we have it. That's how teams, I think, get in trouble. And I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure you have, some of the signings going on. I think there's some pretty pretty high-paid contracts getting offered um, right now. And so if you're going to be in the free agent game, as I've always viewed it, you either go all in and have $15 million space or you're conservative and you're cautious in how you spend because – the real difference makers, Bob, in the NBA are the starters, are the players that are going to play the 35 minutes. If you watch the playoffs, and I know you did in the finals, the key players are playing 40 minutes a night, 42 minutes a night. If you want to win at a high level in this league, it's not going to be because your bench is playing 25 minutes, unless it's a guy like James Harden or somebody where he's kind of a super sub or, or, or like Lamar Odom was for the Lakers. Ultimately, Winning and losing will come down to the production you get out of your starters. So if you're going to pay players, if you're really going to pay them at a high level, you want to pay the premium players. The way the CBA is set up and almost capped out now with the new system, you have to allocate the majority of your resources to those players, and you're going to win or lose with your starters. So you have to be careful in a situation like ours especially where we're really look, looking for depth at positions to, to going out of bounds and overspending. All right, so we'll finish off with the backcourt then. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. I mean, Steph's ankle is right. I'm excited to watch that backcourt. You have Charles Jenkins, who I, I'm a huge Charles Jenkins fan. I, I, I told people because I was always at the arena first to do the radio show on the road. This guy was at first at every practice and every game all year long, four-year player at Hofstra, legitimate young man in terms of, how he had progressed, work ethic, and I just love his game. I'm I'm biased to guys that can shoot, Bob. I mean, just flat out from the foul line and jumpers, and he's tough. You have Jenkins, you've got Clay, you've got Steph, and then if you re-sign Brandon Rush, as you've talked about, but I still think you need a guard there to play with Steph or, or with Clay. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I think we'd like depth at the backcourt. I think you hit it on the head. It depends on what our options are and who's available and what the price is, but that's a, that's an area of focus that we've spent the last, you know, months, two months researching. The last 72 hours of my life have been uh, 
<laughs> not as much sleep as I'd like to say because you just never know what you're going to wake up and read or if a phone call is going to come in at midnight that tells you you can either do this deal or not and you have five minutes to decide. So you're constantly on alert. We're, we've targeted some people. Um, again, because we're not coming out of the gates throwing a ton of money around, it's unlikely we'll make a big splash. But there will be players that probably – aren't going to get what their initial asking price was. And we've made the interest on our behalf known to the agents and players in that category and are hoping that if you don't get what you like, we are interested and um, certainly, like you said, Bob, shoring up the backcourt with another player uh, is something we'd like to do. Yeah, now we had Joe Lake have been here earlier, and he was pretty forthright. And and I, I just I, I say it, Bob, is that this team's front office is in as, as good a shape as it's ever been. The process for drafting, evaluating talent is much smarter than it's been. I, I think the, the youngsters, you know, you're not going to have draft picks next year. So having no. six young guys, you know, the picks are gone for next year. Right. You know, so having the six young guys are important. The cap management, you know, is kind of right on par for how you want to do it in terms of years. The age of this team skews to the to the young part. But it's hanging by two ankles. You yeah. know, if Curry's ankle yeah. and Bogut's ankle are right, this, especially what's going on in the West, you know, if you take Nash and Grand Hill out of Phoenix, if you you take Darren Williams, doesn't go to Dallas, he goes back to Brooklyn, you know, you see some teams in the Western Conference that, the, you know, there's going to be a life cycle that starts to end for them. But the ankles become a huge issue. Tell tell fans, just, you know, Joe kind of, you know, he, he was pretty upfront on it, but the ankles for Curry and Bogut in terms of rehab, they've gone as well as you could have expected, right? I mean, there's been no setbacks or, or scary right. things. I mean, you know, you're on track for training camp and good things. Yeah, Bogut and Curry are on schedule, and I, I think I've said this to you before. Danny Ainge told me the best ability is availability. So <laughs> right. it doesn't matter right. how good you are. If you can't play, it, it won't help us win games. So Curry and Bogut's health is paramount to our success. If they're not healthy, we're going to struggle. And if they are, we have. there's no reason why we can't compete. And really, it may sound um, – it, it may sound – kind of too uh, too arrogant to say, but if those two guys are healthy, I think we have a chance to win against any team on any night just because you have a great starting point and a starting center. But I will say this, in regards to cap management, fans are right. Everybody gets excited about free agency. If you look at the way we're positioned today, Bob, look at 2014 uh, and the free agent class in 14. That's when we're going to have our space. So just, just so people know and are aware, we don't have the big $10 million, $15 million in space in 2012. We're not going to have the big chunk of change, barring a major trade in 13. We feel like that's calculated, and we feel like if we're going to make a play, look at 2014, that's the year to be in free agency. So there's some thinking and planning behind all the things we do. You're never going to get it 100% right, Bob, but at least when you strategize and try to set up your future, there's thought that goes into it and planning. Yeah, I'd say what I, I, I went, you know, I'm I'm in that 17, 18, 19 year veteran thing. The veteran thing I gave Draymond Green was at summer league, stay away from the European pools. That's why I said if you, if you're a young guy going to Vegas for summer league, the European pools is not where you need to spend your downtime. Yeah, you know what? I think that's uh, maybe one of the smarter things that you've ever said. Yeah. So that's good stuff. Yeah, I'm worried you were going to tell him how to play, and then I no, 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 no. I stay out of the basketball. It's all up to you guys. But then yeah, no. I just said, hey, European pools. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, life advice from you is good stuff. <laughs> hey, just just, just I let you go here. Summer league, um, Jenkins, Tyler, 
Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green, Azili. I mean, if people were going to go to Vegas, I know the league televised it. Are all you expecting all those guys to be there? Yeah. And I think Clay, we're, we're deliberating whether Clay should get out there or not. He'll be with the USA Select team. So we may play him in a game. I don't know that we will. I, I'd rather try to see the other guys develop. I think our group wants to see what else is out there. We, we have some sense of what Clay Thompson can do. Not that he's a finished product by any means, but I think the guys that you mentioned will all be playing and hopefully big minutes. And for fans, it's exciting. I, I, I'm shocked that more people, whether you're a fan of the Warriors or any other team in the league, it's a great place to go see the youth uh, up close. I mean, there's no bad seat in Vegas, and um, I think it's fun. It's kind of like spring training for baseball. It's a chance to get up close and kind of really see these young guys developing. All right, last one because we got a text from a listener here. Um, and it's kind of two-pronged. Who's coaching the summer league team, and are you going to be able to keep Michael Malone? Ooh, two questions different. Uh, PJ, uh, excuse me, Pete Myers is going to coach summer league, who, okay. as you know, on our right. uh, second assistant. And then Malone, love to keep him. It's kind of out of our hands. I mean, it's it's an honor and a privilege that he's uh, viewed in the, in the light that he is as far as uh, – being a head coach in the league, and it's a testament to what he's done in his career. We hope we can keep him, but um, if somebody offers him a head job, it'll be up to him and what's best for him and his family. And um, I don't know how the, uh, how that, that whole thing will, will play itself out, but we're supportive of him either way. We hope to have him back, but again, I don't think in any business you uh, hold people back from what their hopes are, and, and his hope is to eventually be a, a head coach. And um, he will be one day. Uh, I selfishly, Bob, hope it's not this year. So we'll see what happens. And that, and just uh, formatics, Portland and Orlando, those are the two jobs that are open around the league right now? Yes, yeah, as of today, okay. unless unless you and I are missing something, you're pretty good at your job. <laughs> I hope I know what's going on in the NBA. You know, I, yeah, I, Oklahoma City's. I think they came to yeah, terms Scott with Brooks. Uh, Scotty Brooks. And, and Charlotte uh, you know, hired Dunlap. So. so I believe today, and I, I guess, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not sure if even, to be fair, that Portland's even open. I'm not sure that they've, you know, I know that they finished the season with a coach, uh, mm-hmm. Caleb Canales, so I don't know if it's appropriate. I don't know what they'll do. I don't know what they're, what, what, but they're, Orlando is certainly in the, they're going to hire a new coach. I don't know if Portland will or not or what, what their strategy will be. Hey, Bob, I know it's a hugely busy time. It means a lot. You'd spend a couple minutes. I know the audience certainly appreciates it, but uh, but thanks for doing that. And best of luck in terms of you used to be in the other side as an agent, and now <laughs> the GM here, you're calling going, come on, sign for this much money. You, yeah. you know this is the most your guy is going to get. We want him. Well, you know, what, how long were we on the phone for? 15 minutes? We probably lost three or four free agents. Cause yeah, great. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, get man. back get back on the phone and get the cauliflower ear treatment about two weeks from now. Oh, man, that's a good idea. Well, thanks for having me, uh, thanks for having me on, Bob. I appreciate it. All right, it. That, that is Bob Myers. He's the GM of the Warriors. And-